As you walk through the valley of the shadow of hell, you will see through the fog a bend in reality, a veil that is beyond your own comprehension. It's the other side, beyond the void. What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. That's right, it's episode 362, and we got some Stephen King for you. My name is Stephen King. Right, a couple of movies that he did back in the day, back in the nine days. <laughs> uh, one is Graveyard Shift. Sorry. What? You said nine days. Yeah, well, I get the it. Nine, yes, I get it. Nine that's days, why, nine that's days. That's why I was laughing. Okay. Sorry. Anyway, we got Graveyard Shift from 1990, which you can rent on Prime Video. And... As sometimes they come back from 1991, and that's on Tubi and Pluto. Yeah, and if you're looking for it, you just want to put, uh, sometimes they come back. <laughs> uh? You said that. Oh, is that what I said? Uh... Sometimes they come back. <laughs> I didn't even notice. And then, of course, you know, next week we're going to continue on with the franchise. I don't think I've ever seen the other two, but there is Sometimes They Come Back Again from 1996 on Tubi, Roku, and Plex. And then Sometimes They Come Back for More. <laughs> so original. 1998 on Tubi and Roku. And then there's the following week, which we'll continue to watch. Sometimes they come back and you tell them to leave and you call the police and they just keep coming. And then the, the and sequel. And then you have to find a little restraining order. <laughs> and then the, 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 the fifth one is sometimes they come back and you call the police and then they get arrested. And, and then the, the, the next week, well, <laughs> Jesus Christ, how many times do they come back? I don't know. I don't even think they're all connected anyway. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> sometimes they come. That's the that's the final one that they turn into a a porno later on. And <laughs> she's pissed that I I threw it in there because she maybe redo it once because I I got a little out of control. <laughs> Sometimes they come, Christina. I don't know. You know. Okay, we got it. It's the prequel. It's like what happened to them before they got killed. Anyway, so we got a good show for you this week. Uh, Stephen King, yeah, obviously has some uh, interesting movies that weren't always the best, uh, as I recall. But some of them are actually better than I gave them credit. So I'm I'm kind of interested in going through some of the movies again to kind of just see where they land. You know, mm -hmm. we have a, we got a whole bunch of them when we got a box full of movies for like really cheap, mm -hmm. and so we figured, hey, why not? You know, right. Some of them were really valuable too. Like I, I don't know if you knew that the Rose Red um, 
DVD we had. Yeah. Went for like $100. Oh, we, we got, should sell it. No, when we had it. Oh, what? Ha- did we sell it? No, they're going to be fucking putting it out on Blu-ray now. So it's like, Oh, so it's not worth that much yeah, anymore. Yeah, it's not worth it oh, anymore. Okay. <laughs> but I don't know if I want to spend money on the on the Blu-ray anyway. It's like Right, I don't remember leaving liking that. I mean, I I, I kind of remember like some of these movies were good, but some of them weren't all that great. A know? lot of them honestly aren't that yeah. great. So we're gonna tell you what we think of these two movies this week. Uh, now I didn't read any of the the actual stories, but I do know a little bit about what they changed in a couple of them. So and you'll tell us. Yeah. Okay. Good. So you'll get a good idea of what to expect. But Christina, how are you doing? Well, let's see. I'm having car problems. First, my battery died. So I replaced that. And then I went to have my tires rotated, not realizing my tires are like eight years old. So they've rotated my tires. And so now, because my tires are so old, now they're losing pressure. And it's so funny because they went to go go fill up the donut. And they're like, we can't touch it. That donut's from 2005. So I'm kind of embarrassed because, you know, my car's kind of old. But, you know, it happens. It's paid off, bitch. Come on, we Suck don't. It. It's not like you drive it everywhere. So that's the other thing. It's like right. we don't. We don't really go for long trips. You don't even. You know, even when you did work, you didn't work far from the house. I know. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm able to put not too many miles on the car. Well, I mean, even when you did work close to home, it wasn't even that far. Right. You're working now. I, I don't mean to say that you're not. Right. But yeah, it's just like we don't drive that much. It's like we get groceries, we get our food. Uh, well, I, Occasionally I need, we go to your parents. But we're in an Arizona, so you know you have to have a car because, well, we have Waymo. We have the <laughs> driverless car. No. But I don't and wanna... we're also trying to save money too, so we're not doing that shit either. So fuck. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> that's that. Anyway, so um, unfortunately, you've had not a great week. Well, with that stuff, no. Oh, and then, and then the coffee, my fucking coffee maker broke. No, and then. Because, you know, what? No, and then. What? And then. And then what? Then no, and then. It's a joke from Dude, Where's My Car, Christina? Jesus Christ. I don't know what (laughs) you're fucking talking about. Anyway, your coffee maker. My coffee maker broke. It's miserable, and right. I haven't been able to get another one yet, so I've been doing instant and using our, like, iced coffee maker, but I don't like iced coffee in the morning. I do. I need hot coffee, goddammit. I don't like hot stuff in the morning. I, I like Now I like cold, you know? It's just like, I'm so used to it now, too. I like the, either the Rockstar, the, like, Zero Sugar Rocks, or what is it called? Zero Sugar Monster. Right, which still isn't good for you. Right, but it doesn't wake me up even anymore, so I have to drink the coffee to, like, really boost me on my days. Right. So, exactly. But I do like juice, cold juice in the morning, or coffee, cold coffee. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, suck it. <laughs> Such poor. You can't make do. Like, I mean, if I had to drink cold I hot coffee, make, I am making do. What are you talking about? I am making do. Freaking out, man. <laughs> anyway, what have you been up to, Alex? Uh, not too much. I've been hanging out. Uh, did another last Monday. We did um another uh, live show. With our friends Rockland Graves and Splattercast, mm-hmm. and uh, had a really good time. If you guys don't know, we've been hanging out like we're doing our thing called uh, Beyond the Splattered Gates. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Yeah, so just like <laughs> mixing, so great. yeah, it's mixing all of our names together, and we really have a really good time. We kind of derail and stuff. We we talk about trailers and what's coming out, and then it just derails mm-hmm. because that's what you do. You exactly. Know? It's it's funny because like. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's funny because Dylan was all like from uh, Splattercast was all like, yeah, it'll take us about 15 minutes or, you know, something like that. And everybody's like laughing because it went like two hours. <laughs> it's like, no, that's that's what you do on a live, though. You know, you talk to the chat. You, right. You have fun. And you can rewatch the lives, too. Yeah, right? we put it up. We put it up on our channel. It's on, it's channel. on all of our channels, actually, so that mm-hmm. everybody has a little piece of of wonder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah no it's been fun you know just hanging out and doing that kind of stuff i, I appreciate them uh, asking me to be a part of it no one ever asked me no one ever asked me well a couple of guys have asked me but i'm still i'm still mad at the uh still mad at the buzzkill podcast guys because uh <laughs> they've asked josh on like multiple times but not me not me we started at the same time we we're supposed to be brothers i don't know i don't know what's up with those guys huh I they could, were the ones that said, we got to have you on, hit us up or hit me. We'll figure it out. And I was like, okay, it never <laughs> happened. So this is me calling you out. I think, you, I think you're <laughs> fakes and I think you deserve a, a, a great host like myself on your show. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm just kidding around. Um, I'm just like, you know, I just go with the flow. That's how I am. Right. You know, I don't really fucking rock the boat. You don't know what's going on half the time anyway. I just enjoy myself, (laughs) trying to enjoy myself, like, you know, because the world sucks. (laughs) (laughs) But we got some stuff that's been mailed in, so I'm really excited to talk about that. Like, uh, MVD sent me out quite a few movies that I got to review, and uh, I still have this tower of horror that I'm digging through. Uh, I've been watching a little bit of the anime from Bleach. I've never watched that before. Uh-huh. So I've been going through the first disc, the first volume. There's like 13. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they have like 30 episodes on each thing. And there's like four discs in each one. Oh, my God. I know. And then, and they have four movies. So I was just trying to give it a fair shot in my spare time. Right. You know, mm-hmm. just when I'm like, I've done what I need to do. I treat myself a little bit. Mm-hmm. But there's some goodies in there that I really want to talk about, like uh, Picnic Hanging Rock. And uh, there's... Uh, Crimson River and all there's a ton of stuff in there that I want to get to that I just mm-hmm. I don't know so I've been doing some of it on on the podcast here and like we did graveyard shift this week from that pile mm-hmm. so yeah uh, I'm I'm really trying to like do too much <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the energy man like I'm right, trying like right. but anyway so anything else going on Christina that we're uh waiting on oh we're gonna go to the theater to see some stuff too oh are we I think so, because I want to see that stop motion movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I'm also uh, one of my buddies on TikTok. He uh, he has like a, a channel that he's kind of started up and he's been watching some weird cursed analog videos on YouTube and stuff. Uh-huh. And it's kind of made me interested in like kind of going down that road. So I might try out a couple, you know, and oh. then do a review of all three of those. That's a good idea. Because um, I, you know. I like that sort of homemade feel a little bit. Right. And he's into that too. And a lot of people don't like that kind of thing. Right. But I just like the creativity of it. So that's why I don't mind. I've never mind um, shot on video or right. found footage. Right. Exactly. But, you know, acting wise, it does need to kind of be <laughs> uh, tolerable. You right. know what I mean? Like I can't just, you know, some of them are really bad. <laughs> anyway, analog horror seems like kind of like a newer thing. It's been happening in small doses, but the you know the two movies that came out, what was it, Scandamarink and uh, The mm-hmm. Outwaters? Did you ever watch any of those? No, really. 
Should I? I'd be curious to see what you think. Skinnamarink sounded boring. You will hate that one, but I think Outwaters you might actually be okay with. I'll put it on my list right now. But I feel like you need to... It's on Screenbox, so... The Outwaters from 2022, directed by Robbie Blanfitch. I think both of them have their stuff. I don't think... Like, I get it. They're not movie movies, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it's like, I understand why people don't like them. Right. But um, I have no problem with that. Like, it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I'd be curious just to see what you think. I think okay. if you were to just get into the vibe of it, it might freak you out. Like, Outwaters freaked me out a little bit. Yeah. It made me really uncomfortable. I also watched Monolith recently, which has that sort of uh, Pontypool feel to it. Oh, that's right. You told me. It was like a radio station. She's doing a, like a podcast. Do you remember the white tapes uh, thing that they did on Shudder? Oh, yeah, yeah. That we were kind of into and I was telling you about. Right. It was like that. Mm-hmm. Monolith is. So I have to do a review of that too soon, guys. I just, I couldn't do it yesterday or today. So <laughs> <laughs> too much work, man. Like I can't. Right. I wish I could. No, in any case, I hope you guys are having a wonderful week this week. And uh, if you can, please do help us share this episode with someone that you know or someone that you don't know. Let people know what we do because it does help us out a great deal. I don't know what's happened, but the algorithm gods have been slamming us lately. And, uh, you know, it does help. So if you can't help, thank you. But I think it might be time to jump into our flesh and potatoes of our Stephen King special with Graveyard Shift from 1990 and Sometimes They Come Back from 1991. And we're going to go ahead and do that right now. All right, Christina, why don't you go ahead and kick off Graveyard Shift? Graveyard Shift? Shit? Are you going to take a Graveyard Shit? (laughs) (laughs) Graveyard Shift was released October 26, 1990, in a very old textile mill with a serious rat infestation. Deadly accidents start happening. So so do deadly accents as well. Did I say accents? And so do deadly accents as well. But the corrupt foreman continues to put his workers in danger until they discover a horrifying secret deep in the basement. Oh, my God. Taglines. There's like three of them. The first one is good benefits, early retirement. (laughs) The second one is. Sorry. These are so dumb. It's a living, but not for long. Oh, my God. The last one's Stephen King took you to the edge with the shining. And Pet Cemetery. this time, dot, 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 he, he pushes, pushes you over. <laughs> they did that in the other one, too. Horrible. They did something they like did. that, yeah. They did, because they just have to let you know this is a Stephen yeah. King story. Look, dude, you're not going to like it as much, but at least we can make you feel like it's going to be good. <laughs> uh, this was directed by Ralph S. Singleton. Mm-hmm. He only directed this and a couple episodes of Cagney and Lacey. He was mostly a producer. He did produce Pet Cemetery 2, mm-hmm. Clear and Present Danger, and Trailer Park of Terror. Oh, yeah. 
Okay. The writers on this are, of course, Stephen King. You know him, right? Yes. Yeah, he's, he's like your uncle or something, isn't it's he? based on his his story, of he's course. He's based on the story. But the screenplay's by uh, John Esposito. 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 He has written on the Walking Dead webisodes. He's also written on Creep Show from 2019 and R.L. Stein's The Haunting Hour from 2010. Nice. This stars David Andrews who plays John Hall. He was in World War Z, Terminator 3, Fight Club, Apollo 13, and a lot of other stuff. I think he was the guy in World War Z when they go to the base at night. Yes. He was the sergeant or whatever. Yeah, he was a sergeant. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy that I remember that. I that don't is know why. Crazy. That is crazy you remember that. <laughs> we also have Brad Dourif, uh, who plays Exterminator Cleveland. They didn't even say Cleveland in the movie either. They did. Did they? I caught it because I was like, oh, that's his name. He was sitting in the office with the foreman and he said it Cleveland. Mm. That's how I caught it. Um, but, you know, he was the voice of Chucky, even in the, the current TV series. Gotcha. He was in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, The Exorcist 3, Prophecy 3, Rob Zombie's Halloween movies. Yep. And of like a lot of other stuff, too. He was he the sheriff in the, in the two movies, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. For Halloween, I'm saying. Right. We have Kelly Wolf who plays Jane. Uh, she was in Margaret from 2011 and Grey's Anatomy from 2005. She's also been in a lot of TV. I was going to say, she looks super familiar. Like, I don't know what it is. Oh, she just looks like everybody else to me. Right. But I just remember her. I don't know why. For some reason, her face is just really memorable. She kind of looks like uh, the carpenter lady. Maybe. From the 70s. Anyway, uh, we have Stephen Mock who plays Warwick. He was in the Monster Squad. He was the dad. Yeah. He was in Amityville, 1992. It's, it's about, about time. time. Yeah. Tracers 4, Jack of Swords. Tracers 5, Sudden Death. Oh, shit. We got to get through those. <laughs> we got them all, man. Oh, yeah, that's right. We haven't watched those yet. Okay, we have Andrew Divoff, who plays Danson, was in Wishmaster, right. Air Force One. We got those, too. Camp Pleasant Lake from 2024. That's a current movie it was just released mm -hmm. okay and then oh finally we have vic polisos vic polisos who plays brogan he was in the superhero movie eraser from 1996 and eddie macon macon run something 1996. eddie macon's run yeah yeah i don't know anyway okay budget on this film was 10.5 million dollars the gross was 11 million Opening weekend, it made five million, so it was a bomb. Whoopsie! <laughs> you should put in the the bomb noise. <laughs> okay, all right. Alex, was this your first time seeing Graveyard Shift? No, no, I've seen it multiple times. This is one of those movies that it's it's like not a terrible movie at all. It has a a bigger budget than a lot of these straight to TV uh, Stephen King movies that we had in the nineties and stuff mm -hmm. that we grew up watching, you know, that eighties, nineties, whatever they just kind of, a lot of them didn't get the funds that they really needed to have, but some of them were really engaging just because of the stories and stuff. This one is not as engaging and it is a little bit of a different film. It is a creature feature film uh, that's dealing with people working in a graveyard shift to basically find a sub basement that they have to clean out. Or some sort of, uh, I don't know, I guess it's like government ruling that they it's dangerous down there and that they have to clean it out. 
So they hire these these lackeys to go down there and work. And uh, yeah, some bad stuff. People start dying mm-hmm. by something. They don't know what. And, uh, you know, one of the characters you get to know feels like he knows something. Mm-hmm. But there's this one guy that comes into town by the name of John, who is just a just a, you know, traveling man goes out. He's like Rambo traveling from one town to the next. And uh, I guess he gets a job here and then he is thrown into the basement and the clutches of a creature that your mind cannot fathom. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I've seen this multiple times. I remember watching it many times. I love the cover. I always thought the cover was really cool. It doesn't make a lot of sense that they got the miners hats, but I guess in some way, you know, maybe the book is a little bit more, the short story is a little bit different. It's more mining. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, I always loved the cover, so it always kind of lured me in. And it is one of those movies that they put in the theater, so you know it has a little bit extra money. But ultimately, um, I think there's a lot of fluff in this movie. Yes. There, there are some uh, moments with Brad Dourif, who are, is, you know, just iconic. He's a great actor. He knows what he's doing. He plays the, the role in this movie very well. Sleazy, scumbag kind of guy who hates rats. And mm-hmm. he's like a fucking... <laughs> He's a Vietnam vet, too, right? and he's kind of crazy. There's like this really cool uh, discussion that John and him have mm-hmm. that I think is a really standout moment. I do like some of the characters in the movie. Uh, some of the guys, eh, not so much. Uh, the accent of fucking, what's his name? Warwick, yeah, the foreman. Mocked, Stephen Mock's voice. I don't know what the fuck accent that was. I know what it was. It was the accent from the neighbor in Pet Cemetery. Oh, go, don't go down that road. It was that accent. It was not a good one. <laughs> it wasn't. Either I'm terrible at understanding dialects or like, you know, uh, accents, and I just haven't heard this one in forever, or that's a terrible accent. And <laughs> I, I'm going to go with terrible because I was just like, Jesus. And even the people in the movie trying to mimic him in the movie. Couldn't do it. Right. Because it was so weird. Right. It was like he he's a New Yorker and he's trying to do this weird, like, but that's like Louisiana style fucking. But what I heard when he was talking is I heard that accent from that other movie. Right. And I was like, oh, they must have. They maybe. must have. He might. Maybe somebody made that like ruling or maybe that's Stephen King's thing or I don't know. But even Stephen King wasn't a real big fan of this movie. Right. But. Regardless of what Stephen King thinks, there are some moments in this film that I actually really do like. And I do like a good creature feature film. It just took a little bit too long to really kind of get to some of the goods. And there was a little bit of a lack of suspense in some of the movie. But it does make up for it in some of the gore and some of the creature effects in the movie. Although this isn't, I wouldn't call this movie a gore fest. But it does have its moments. And some of the creature effects in this movie do it pretty well, pretty good justice. But yeah, it's ultimately just kind of like a mishmash of things. Like it feels like the mangler meets like oh, yeah. uh, some other fucking thing, you know, like, I don't know. Because it has that cotton trimmer. Right. Thing. It's a textile mill. Yeah. And they're, you know, instead of flattening sheets in like the mangler, it's like they're doing the. They're sorting the cotton. No, they're making like sheets oh. <laughs> they're making like textiles and stuff that's what they call it textile mill oh but anyway um 
I thought the end was kind of cool. I enjoyed the end, but it feels a little too late. Um, some of the characters kind of motives and things in there, while they are very characterized, are very obligatory as to why they're being the certain way they are. And like some of the characters, you just kind of like, they're just gone one minute, you know, and you're just like, okay. And you don't know why they're acting the way that they do. So even still, though, I still enjoyed this a little bit. I'm going to give it a six out of 10 because I think it's above average. And I could see people liking this and giving it a seven out of 10. It's not the best thing I've ever seen, but it's still enjoyable. Right. And I saw somebody already said that they loved this film. So, you know, mm -hmm. maybe that's just their particular taste. But what about you? Well, I don't like rats. So that was kind of nice. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well this movie is obviously sponsored by diet coke jesus fucking no, it's christ diet pepsi actually oh i'm sorry diet pepsi i even wrote down diet pepsi dude there's diet pepsi everywhere they're flinging the cans they're throwing them at the rats the rats are chewing the rats the rats are drinking diet pepsi jesus fucking christ dude <laughs> it was goddamn i i i forgot like how I always forget how prevalent that was in that late 80s, early 90s was the sponsorships to get product in the movies and mm. TV shows and stuff. So I thought that was funny because it was just, God, it was just so obvious. But, you know, everything you said, I even put down that, yeah, that accent for Warwick. Yeah, it was bad. But I did like. I like him as an actor and especially a monster squad. Fuck. Right. He's great in that. Right. But I did like Brad Dorif's uh, performance in this. I think he did a good job being like that crazy, out of control, sure. rat killer, exterminator guy. I thought L that was really good. Let me be clear. I think Stephen Mock's performance in this is good. It's just the accent I wasn't into. His performance as an actor is good, though, because he, he does play this guy you're not supposed to like. And he was he was like a really physical in this, too. Right. Yeah. He was. He's a good actor. It's yeah. just. Yeah, you're not supposed to like him in this, so it doesn't help when he's got a shitty accent and you're not supposed to <laughs> like him, so. That's funny. Okay, anyway, yeah, the story was just planned. It was... Yeah, I was not a lot that happened. Yeah, it was really slow, and like you said, it was just a bunch of fluff. And so, yeah, you just... I zoned out, so by the time it got to the end, which, yeah, it was okay, but I mean, I don't know. I wasn't it, really, it, like, shook by the time I saw it. Everybody in the movie was freaking out, but not me. But the... I like how they used live rats, and I also like the special effects, but though the footage they got of live rats, it's like, how do they do that? Like, I was so curious. Like, right. They must have clamped them down or something. Yeah, they like, stapled them, them still, to places. Yeah, they must have. Oh, my <laughs> <I'm> God. Sorry. <laughs> but the special effects were really cool, like the, the big creature that they keep hitting to. I mean, it was okay. It was cool. I felt but like they were throwing cans at them, too. Did you notice that? They were throwing, they were throwing Diet Pepsi cans. And um, it like, seemed like they were like hitting him. Yeah. I don't know. They maybe, were. Maybe I'm wrong. It was okay though. I gave it a five out of 10. I don't, I'm okay. I'm yeah, good. Yeah, just average. Yeah. It wasn't anything special. Like if it wasn't for the ending, I would probably say yeah, but I wish it would have kind of delved into that a little bit. It's funny because like the Mangler does the same fucking thing. They have the same sort of ending in a way. Yeah, like they really do. You know, it's like they go to this weird secret lair down below, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's just like a trope that fucking, you know, Stephen King has because he, he does not a lot of films. Right, but I did like how there was nods because they they mentioned Castle Rock. Right. And they mentioned Derry and they yep. mentioned all these other places and things. So I thought that was interesting. It's true. Yeah. Well, he does that. They do that in a lot of them, but. Right. Well, not the next one. Right. Well, yeah, they did. Not that much. Yeah, they did. 
Okay. They mentioned, uh, they mentioned, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm, I am right. I'm, I know she said that Castle Rock in the car. Yes. Yeah. She exactly. said, I'm from Castle Rock. Right. He's like, what's that like? He's like, it's like Castle Rock. I don't know. <laughs> and he starts to make a joke and she doesn't take too kindly to it or whatever. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that's fair. I think a lot of people aren't going to, this is going to be on the lower end, but to be honest, like I've seen a lot worse in the, the Stephen King TV shows stuff. So yeah, I wanted to give this one a little bit more credit. Oh yeah. Because it, it, it does flow better. Like it flows a hell of a lot better than some of these other TV shows that oh, kind of drag like that bag of bones was yeah that was, that was oh yeah God. i remember that really upset me i was like "Ooh, this is a bag of shit <laughs> <laughs> and it's terrible because that's a great book apparently a lot of people love the book mm -hmm. but anyway we do have some trivia and some uh spoilers that we're going to go over so if you haven't seen this movie and you want to watch it and come back you can you can rent it on uh, prime video graveyard shift and uh, it may be up somewhere else i don't know i couldn't find it on youtube or anything so but uh, if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. So the first cut of this movie actually got an X rating. What? Were they fucking a rat? I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, it says that, that due to all the violence and gore, it had to be cut down for our rating. But it's, you know, nobody knows what parts were cut. Mm -hmm. And the actress who played Jane or whatever mm -hmm. said that she had a nude scene, but it, which showed her breasts, but it was deleted along with... I guess more of the love story that had they had between oh, them. Well, that's probably a good idea. Yeah, they probably definitely needed to cut that because it was obvious that they liked each other. In fact, right. when they kissed in the movie, it made mm -hmm. perfect sense to me. Mm -hmm. Like I actually felt like I liked the two of them together mm -hmm. a little bit. Like I liked her character, right? But it just felt she felt very underutilized. Well, I hope she got paid for good for her nude scene that got cut. Oh, I'm sure. You don't just get undressed in front of people for no well, reason. I don't know, you know. Well, yeah, this is the earlier days, yeah. but 90s was a big female movement. Right, but still, big, big, it big takes movement. a long time. We're now, still not there. There apparently are some old TV versions of the film that didn't have a few extra scenes, but the full original uncut version of the film was actually never released. So, and, and like I said, Stephen King didn't like the film. He actually named it as one of his least favorite adaptations, calling it a quick exploitative flick or picture oh whatever he didn't even like the shining so whatever. right and he yeah some of the stuff he likes and doesn't like i'm kind of like eh, really the witch was like his all like that's one of the reasons why we well he ain't wrong it. about that majority of people like the oh, witch yeah <laughs> that what i would say i'd give to him because right. yeah most people do we're just the idiots that didn't <laughs> um the name of the mill that they work at is called the bachman mills bachman Who's Bachman? The Bachman books. Remember those? The ones. That oh, yeah, we have those. <laughs> that was the books that actually had uh, in the lockers of those kids at the in Colorado. Oh, OK. For April 20th, I think it was. Yeah. Right. I always remember that because there's like Hitler's birthday in that. Right. And it's like terrible day, apparently. But everybody likes to get high because you have to on that day. Anyway, so Tom Savini was actually attached to direct. Uh, this film in the late 80s, but he pulled out due to some studio interest. I guess a lot of people were saying, yeah, it doesn't seem like a really good script or something, probably. Mm -hmm. But, you know, a lot of people give him shit for doing the 1990 Night of the Living Dead, which is what he did in place of it, uh -huh. um, which came out that year, too. So if you think about it, I think he probably made the better choice. 
Mm-hmm. I would have gone with Night of the Living Dead as well. Right. <laughs> but a lot of people were really upset with him because he didn't go the gory route for the, the remake. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people felt like he should have gone more gory. But, you know, in hindsight now, after watching it a bunch of times, I really liked the Night of the Living Dead 1990 version. Oh, yeah. I liked it, too. It's 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 good in the places it needed to be and different in places it needed right. to be without without shitting all over it. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so um, the creature that was in the movie, because like I kept because I, I always forget. I'm like, I thought it was a huge rat. And then I was like, oh, wait, maybe it's a bat because you see that scene where the guy gets in like the yeah, arm hugs. wraps around him and yeah. he, he gets choked out by the, the webbing. I thought it was a rat bat. Like it literally, it's a rat bat. That's what I'm saying. The creature well, is a mutated rat with bat wings. Oh, there we go. Well, they, rats are kind of batty, so well, all I the mean, way around, whatever. They are a form of rat, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but the explanation, according to the short story, is that the rats in the subcellar under the trap door, which they find, have been living so long in the darkness that they have become blind, lost their hind legs, and grown gigantic. Some as high as three feet. They're also seen to be what. Uh, the size, the bats, the size of crows. They turned out to be more mutated rats that have grown wings, but haven't yet lost their tails. And the creature who attacks them in the movie is most likely the one described in the story as the the Magna Ma- Mater or Queen Mother, and she was totally limbless and as big as a Holstein calf, whatever that means. What does that mean? I don't know. I just said whatever that means. Whatever that means. <laughs> I guess we could talk about some of the scenes and stuff in it. One of the scenes that it really kind of got me going was John gets the job work in the graveyard shift while Brad Dorif, a.k.a. the exterminator, is like spraying down. He like chases a rat down the hallway mm-hmm. and he's just like spraying it in the face. He's like, yeah, spread the word, fucker. <laughs> the- <laughs> I was like, Jesus, dude. I know because like right in the beginning there. To it, like they took the fire hose and they put it in the chimney, and I was like, "What the fuck are they doing?" Yeah, they're flushing it out, which is funny because he was told to do that by the fucking guy. Yeah, and then he uses it against him later because he never signed a contract. Oh, uh-huh. Did you notice that? No, I. That's didn't. what he, that's what uh, Warwick and him were talking about. Oh, okay. because he was like, "Yeah, I'm not going to do another job unless you pay me," and he's like, "Ah, uh, but you did this," and he's like, "Yeah, but you told me someone from higher up told me to do it." He's like, you got that in writing? Because if not, that could cost you your license. So what was up with that Warwick guy? I know he was supposed to be like mean and stuff. What Did he know about the bat? Was he like hiding I don't think the he bat? knew that it was. I don't think he knew that there. He knew something was down there. Mm-hmm. As to what, I don't think he knew what was down there. But I think he knew that people were going missing down there. And he didn't care. He's just a mean spirited piece of shit. And he's also a, a sexist piece of shit. Avi. Because everyone that was a female working there, he'd offer him a job being a secretary or whatever so that he could bang him anytime he wanted. Mm-hmm. That girl, Jane, even says he tried to do that with her. Mm-hmm. And she tried to report him and nobody did anything about it. But she didn't want to let him win. So she stayed working there anyway. Right. To kind of dangle herself in front of his face. Right. I don't know what she's. I well, it is a small town, so yeah, yeah. You know, another scene that I like was it's another Brad Dourif scene. He's like talking about how the rats avoid death, and he's like, "You have to shoot him." He's like shows him his gun and shit, and then he gets in. He he entangles the rats 
with the Vietnam story that he has. Uh-huh. And he talks about how the Viet Cong, how they would like take soldiers and hold them and like tie them up to a cross, mm-hmm. their hands tied, and then make a cut just above the abdomen, he says, the stomach, and put a hungry rat under the bowl. And if they weren't hungry enough to go into his body, mm-hmm. they would heat up the pan until it would run inside from all the heat and burrow inside of the people. And I've heard of that before. That's it's like a crazy. real thing. Yeah. And he's like, so yeah, uh, maybe I'm a little prejudiced. <laughs> but that was like he was like nice shot you know and he was like shooting the cans at the fucking oh, yeah, when he, yeah which is like it's like total fucking what do you call it for uh shadow right for the, to the end yeah for when he shoots the can at the yeah the uh, big the rat button. oh that's right the button yeah the button to get him caught his tail gets caught in the fucking textile mm-hmm. i like the part when I, it was like warwick's girlfriend or wife came out and she was like throwing a fit and, and she had an axe and she started axing the fuck out of his car yeah. and then he comes out and he grabs her by the fucking hair I was like oh my god well she said um, she wasn't his wife first of all that was just a girl at work there just like Jane girl oh okay who got a secretary I job got confused she actually liked him though uh-huh. and he didn't like her because she liked him right so he just treats her like shit and she had said something after smashing his car, which, by the way, I think that was a Cadillac Coupe de Ville from 1960, by the way. Oh, it's such a manly thing for you to know. Well, it's, it was in the notes. What do you mean? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just adding trivia. I don't know that personally. I knew it was an old car, but I didn't know it was a Cadillac Coupe de Ville. Yeah. Um, but anyway, she, she says to him, I know things. She's like, how? Because he told her that she's going to work down in the, oh, the right. graveyard shift. And she's like, how dare you dump me down there? I know things. And so it made me wonder if there was like. Yeah, that's what made me think that he knew that that creature was down there. Yeah, there's something in the story maybe that they left out. That they had to cut. Yeah, that might have been in the story or in the screenplay or in both. And they just never cut it out. So it was just to kind of leave this sort of ominous presence because, you know, he knows something's up because when that guy goes down there to get the job and the bat kills him, he's like, so what happened to the last guy anyway? Oh, right. He just didn't work out like, OK, <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, but that was a so, cool scene with her. Yeah, but then, then she goes down the stairs and she like she falls bitch. down the stairs and they like they showed her neck like twist. And then the rats, like, go after her. Yeah, by some she... fucking sick twist of fate. She's, like, breaking into Warwick's desk to get some stuff, some dirt on him to, like, get him in trouble. And she trips and falls down the stairs and breaks her neck while that rats eat her alive. And the big one gets her. Right. Crazy. If, if it can't see, how the fuck is that thing getting around so much? <laughs> but you see, it's other sense, Alex. There's, he has smell and hearing. I guess. That's the catacombs of like stuff. They couldn't even figure out how to get the fuck out of there. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and then that one guy who was like all bullying fucking John the whole time. He's like, I, I, I can't go any further. I can't do it. I can't. And Warwick's like already fucking lost his mind. And he's like, let people die and shit. He let that Brogan oh, guy die. Yeah. Because Brogan was like, help. Yeah. And then he just walked away. Yeah. Like actually, when he was dying, like a lot of people were just walking away. Well, he was a piece of shit, to be honest. I mean, like the whole fucking movie is just a big piece of shit. Right. But you don't really feel bad for him. But there's like a certain a level of camaraderie between all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, that they're all stuck down there yeah, doing that like shit the, together. 
the coworker, you know. Right, and the jokester, he gets fired. He's like, might want to go ahead and check out y'all. Oh, make sure you check out y'all. It's horrible. Accent. You tap your card out, whatever. It doesn't. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't make any sense. Like the the out the the thing. His voice. Might want to go ahead and punch your card on the way out. That's what he says. <laughs> At the end of the movie, too. Did you notice they had that song where they like take all the clips from the movie and then like turn it into a song? Oh yeah. Yeah, I was wondering about that. It was weird. Like, they did that for, uh, what was the movie? Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh, yeah? Come back. You got the wrong guy. <laughs> it's like all the, like, different quotes from the movie. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's, like, a mem- <laughs> that memorable of lines, you know? You do that for movies that have, like, big, big lines in it. hmm But, well, do you have another scene that you want to talk about? Well, no. That was, all, like I said, it was mostly just filler that, uh... The other girl falling down the stairs kind of was cool for me. Yeah. Ooh. I'll just try to cut it out. Uh, it was also weird when Warwick, uh, when they were down there and people started dying and he pulled up this bottle and then he started like rubbing his face with all the dirt, with all the dirt on his face. I yeah. thought that was weird. I know. I'm like, that's not soot. That's like, that like, who knows what that is? We can use these for fire bombs. <laughs> You know, you know what you kind of sound like that guy that's friends with uh, uh, Nick, little Nicky. Oh, totally cool, bro! Like you could turn your head around. <laughs> Christina's getting hiccups right now, so we're trying to cut him out, like as, <laughs> so you guys don't hear a hiccup the, the whole fucking time. I wish there was more gore in this one, though, because like yeah. I feel like it's like it could have been a really good gore movie. Like they could have like really taken it there. There was a really cool scene with fucking uh, where the exterminator's head gets crushed behind a fucking. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it was just such a weird, random scene. But he just like the 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 coffin falls back and smashes his head, and then drags down on the wall. So you get to see like the the grew like come down the side of the wall, and he's just like. Ah, ah. <laughs> But you don't know what happened to the dog. Oh, that's right. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? I don't know why Warwick goes crazy either. That doesn't make any goddamn sense. Like, what, did he just start, like, thinking of war again? It's like he got frustrated, and then he just, like, lost control because they were finding the creature. Yeah, well, he does, like, misery. He He's, like, he wants to have problems. So you can tell that's the kind of personality he is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. There's a couple other things. The creature gets get torn into a little bits and stuff and shredded up in the textile mill, which looks kind of cool. But, you know, it was okay. Mm-hmm. The creature had like a weird loose skin kind of look to it. So it didn't look exactly legit. It kind of looked like slapped together it a little like bit. like a thin latex. Yeah, like you could see like its eyelid like hanging over its eye kind of weird and <laughs> I don't know, but you know, they did what they could. They trying to make it as like horrid and weird and disgusting as they could. But we do have another movie that we're going to talk about. All right. So we have Sometimes They Come Back from 1991. It came out May 7th of 1991. It's about a man and his family that returned to his hometown where he is then harassed by teenagers who died when he was a kid. Taglines with the shining and the misery, Stephen King scared you to death. Now he's going to scare you back to life. Oh, this is by director Tom McLaughlin, who did Jason Lives, the part six, One Dark Night, and many more. 
We also have writers Lawrence Koner, who did the Mark Wahlberg Planet of the Apes, the first remake that they did. And then Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. <laughs> Not a great movie. Uh, Jewel of the Nile, The Legend of Billie oh, Jean. Oh, Jewel of the Nile. Yeah, The Legend of Billie Jean in Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. We also have Mark Rosenthal, who did some of the uh, work on this. He worked on all the same movies, except he also did Mercury Rising and The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Some of the cast, we have Tim Matheson, who did Jim. He was in Animal House, The West Wing, Child's Play Remake, Drop Dead Fred, Fletch, and more. We also have Brooke Adams, who did Sally. She was Jim's wife. The Dead Zone, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, The Unborn, and The Stuff. Got Robert Rustler, who was Lawson, one of the greasers, who was in Weird Science, Elm Street, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Thrashing, Blood Feast, the remake that I just did a review of with one of the worst lines I've ever heard in a movie. Uh-huh. Or dialogue. What was that? Oh, the dialogue? Yeah, I posted on TikTok. I'm not going to reenact it, so you can watch that. <laughs> um, but also, uh, we got Chris Dement- Demetro, who plays Wayne who was in Dolly Dearest, Dream On. He did all the episodes of that as I think he was the kid or a brother or something in the show because mm-hmm. they go back to his younger self a lot. Oh. But he was also in Blank Check. We got Robert Gorman, who plays Scotty, who is in Leprechaun, which I recognized him in. Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter is Dead, Falcon Crest. He did like 32 episodes of, so... We also have William Sanderson, who did Mueller, who was also one of the greasers. He played uh, in Blade Runner, Deadwood TV, and True Blood TV. And we also have Nicholas Sadler, who plays Vinny, another greaser, who was in Twister, Stop or Mom Will Shoot, Hellraiser Inferno, Idle Hands, and more. We got Bentley Mitchum, who plays North, the last greaser of the four, uh, who was also in Demonic Toys and Meatballs 4. Oh, I couldn't get a budget on this because it was just a straight to TV, I guess. Mm-hmm. Christina, what did you think of this movie? Well, Alex, this movie is about a dad who's very, very angry, very <laughs> angry. And he really needs to work through his trauma that he experienced as a child. I don't think he's that angry. Jesus Christ. I did. Well, I feel, yeah, I feel like he was very angry. He was no. very, he was a teacher and he was mad at his students all the time. Yeah. But like, don't, don't play it up too much. Cause then they're going to think that he like did something or whatever. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Whatever. But this was a made for TV movie, obviously. So it's, it's lacking a little bit. Um, I feel like the story overall, I, it, it wasn't anything special. I feel like it's like, it, it's obviously a Stephen King story, but it's like it's like he's done this story before. So right. I don't know it feels if it's very just very familiar. Uh, yeah. It, or it's like a, a multiple of stories kind of combed in or maybe he's pulled inspiration from, you know, this story, whatever. I'm pretty but, sure it's dairy. Yeah, I think I think so. Which is the universe. Or but whatever. yeah, they they lacked that kind of lore, the Stephen King lore, though, which I I. I was like, oh, man, I, I do like it when they do that. I think it's cool. But, you know, and then there's this key. I feel like this whole movie really is wrapped around the stupid key to this stupid car, which the ending was just like all over the place. But we'll talk about it. Uh, yeah, I'm good. I mean, I liked it better than the other movie, honestly. Really? Yeah, I did. But I like the characters and there were a lot of characters. And, you know, I like that 50s, 60s vibe, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, I give it a six out of ten. 
Really? I thought this one was a little bit more boring, to be Did honest. You? Yeah. Huh. It didn't have as good a performances as the other one. Like Brad Dourif and, and Stephen Mocked alone are great. Yeah, that's true. Plus, you know, John being the strong silent type wasn't too bad either. You mm-hmm. know, he's he doesn't really say much in the movie. Mm-hmm. But he's likable. You know, and right. a lot of these guys I really just was not in, you know. Yeah. Did you like anything about it at all? Or, I mean, like, did you... Like, I mean, you said you liked it more than the other one. Can you elaborate? Yeah, just because I think I like the, the story a little bit better than the other one. Because um, the other one, it was kind of kind of straightforward. It was like missing things. Okay. Where this one, it, I, it was a little bit, it, it had some holes, but, you know, not a big deal. Um, and I like like the sci-fi element of it, too. The supernatural. I shouldn't say sci-fi. sci-fi. Yeah, I was like, The what? supernatural element of it, too. Okay. Yeah, well... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I wish this movie had a lot more to it. It just, I don't know. There was a lot of flashbacks. It definitely felt like a fucking It movie. Yeah, exactly. It, it definitely feels like It all over it, but it's like right. something else. It's almost like the greasers in it because the greasers were in It as well. Remember, they go down to the sewer and pick on those kids or whatever. And the car's Christine. Which is also like Stand By Me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like He does the greaser kids picking on them in there too, right? But that's that's his childhood though too. Right. That's that's what yeah he got picked on by greaser kids I guess yeah um but yeah so it it all feels very familiar you know and I think that's just his life his style his thing but right. um they did change it apparently from the original story it's a little happier happier ending I guess than than the the original story so oh ooh I need to read that story well we'll get I think I know what the ending is I'll explain some of it but okay good. But yeah, I, I what I really liked is some of the graphic scenes in the movie where their faces were all messed up. Yeah. I feel like they should have leaned on that a little bit more. And I did like, you know, how like these ghosts come back and they're kind of taunting him and stuff. But it just mm. felt it didn't really ever really feel too much of like a threat. But I do like some of the lore behind it. Like when they go to the church, they can't cross the flood, uh, threshold. And, right. you know, there's a couple of things that they kind of like play with a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. So stretch it out. But, you know, I like the greaser angle a little bit. I just wish they would have pushed on it a little bit more. I found it to be a little bit more boring. But the scenes with the greasers is cool because I like how they kind of sort of manipulate the main character or whatever. Um, I like how these kids just keep dying. <laughs> right. And every time one of them dies, a new chair opens up. And so a new a new kid can come up from hell. Yeah, can come up to from cause hell. hell. Right. But you find out why they they want revenge. They don't really explain it to you up front. Can't say. I know, but it's stupid. Yeah, it's not that great. I mean, I, I think they even show it in the beginning scene. I, I yeah, don't they even, do. I don't even remember why it was so significant. But I guess something that little means that you are allowed to have, they're allowed to have revenge on you for that. So I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah, like they even have the one character that, that got away that grew up and was older. It's mm-hmm. just like in it. Yeah, exactly. You know, like it's if you like it, it's going to feel very familiar if you've never seen these before, but more boring, in my opinion, like less budget, more boring. Right. I it's, see what you're saying. It's a little more straightforward. Um, You know, both these movies are pretty straightforward. Yeah, both of them are pretty much straightforward. But. I don't know. This one might be a little bit more complex, but I really just didn't like the characters as much as I liked Graveyard Shift. Mm -hmm. So I would give this one probably like a five out of ten, maybe even less. Um, I'm surprised that they made sequels after rewatching this now. And now I am not looking forward to these sequels. I, I remember watching this on TV and thinking, oh, that's cool. You know, like 
Mm-hmm. You know, and then I remember seeing this part two, but I don't think I ever watched part three. And so, there was only three, right? That's yeah. it. But we got to go down that road, you know. Go go down that road. Go down that road. Go down that road. Hey, we're speaking about Stephen King. We can do that. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I think if you lower your expectations, expect like an old '90s TV movie. If you're too young to know what that is, just expect very low quality uh, acting. It's not. It's it's like it's tolerable, but it's not great. Okay, it's a little stiff. So, and it's a little boring sometimes. So, mm-hmm. but there are some things that happen in the movie that make it a little interesting to kind of like dole out little treats as you go along, but they're they're pretty few and far between for me. So, mm-hmm. um yeah, I'd say 5. Right. Out of 10. What about you? You said I said 6. 6. So, we're at we're at 5.5 for both of these movies together. Oh, yeah. uh, honestly, I really think Graveyard Shift is the better movie though. Like, I think yeah. ultimately just the performances mm-hmm. alone and the cast is the better cast. Mm-hmm. You know, Well, I mean, it is a TV movie to a theater movie in the 90s. Well, I will I say mean, that, like, that's different. The, the, the greasers do a good job of being, you know, bad guys. Greasers. Greasy. Greasers right. are, do a good job of being greasy. But it's not too far of a, you know, throw of the stone uh, from what's his name's performance and weird science, you know, mm-hmm. Robert Russler. Mm-hmm. Where they drop the like oh, yeah. slushy on him or whatever, mm-hmm. but yeah, but I don't even think the next movie is gonna have uh, the sequel is gonna have anybody in the same thing. At least mm-hmm. it might just be more greasers again, just because the aesthetic was working for that. Mm-hmm. So that's probably the one thing that this movie has going for it is that there's a bunch of dead greasers going around, dead demon greaser guys right which is like dead punks kids or something you know yeah coming back um wanting revenge i don't really remember greasers being that much of a douchebag you know what i mean like i thought greasers were kind of like the cool guy fawns yeah the Fonz. like i don't know like it was it the seems, cool guy but i guess i guess you know just every group is different so but i'm sure back then they stereotyped those kinds of people to make them be well they were always trying to be badass i guess yeah. so yeah it's like bikers but without you know just one of those this things. This is a 1950s biker. Right. Anyway, we do uh, have some, got a little bit of trivia for this one. It's not a whole lot, but uh, we'll we'll go over some of that, and then we'll talk about some of the scenes in here. So if you don't want anything spoiled, you can go ahead and watch this movie on Tubi or Pluto and uh, fire it up and then come back and report to us. In fact, if you want to watch all of them now, I think they're all on Tubi. Yeah, I think so. Tubi, Tubi and uh, Roku. But yeah, if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. So this movie was supposed to be a short in the Cat's Eye anthology. Remember the Cat's Eye? Oh, yeah, yeah. But they thought that they could actually make its own film, especially with the success of It series. On TV. On TV, especially how close it was (laughs) in, in, in style and everything. So they were like, well, maybe this could work. So... Sometimes they come back was a, 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 it's, you know, obviously made for television film, but it's based on the 1974 short story of the same name. So if you ever want to check it out and read it, you can. Jim Norman in the movie, he's like the main dad, the teacher. Mm-hmm. He says, it says 27 years ago, they killed Wayne and Pennywise also comes back every 27 years. Oh, that's right. In the novel by it, mm-hmm. by Stephen King. And... What is it? The I think it's like uh, <laughs> the creep shirt, the creeper, Jeepers Creepers. Doesn't he come back every so often? Oh, like, yeah, he does. It's like every seven years or something, yeah, like, something that, like that. Or 21 years or something. I yeah. don't remember. Um, 
So I'm sure they got that from that. Right. Uh, Officer Neil, who was in the movie, who when Jim is running from his brother dying and the train hits everybody and he just narrowly escapes uh, mm-hmm. and he sees Officer Nell on the road, mm-hmm. Officer Nell's like, what's the matter, Jimmy? And he runs inside anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, Officer Nell is from Stephen King's It as well. So this oh, is... Oh, it's a network movie. It's a, it's definitely a dairy film, you know? Mm-hmm. I wonder if they'll ever do like short films, like like uh, like you know, like short stories. Like this is Dairy. You know? Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure someone has. I'm sure Stephen King's got like little stories. Well, that's kind of what Needful Things is. Right. Is all these little tiny stories that were in there. Right. That's why the movie wasn't as good. Um, because there's all these stories about all these different objects that the devil possesses. Uh huh. To make you get your soul. Uh, and so he gives you everything you want. There's like a woman that's wearing like in the movie, you even see it, but there's like a woman wearing like Elvis sunglasses. And I forget what they, what it does for her, mm-hmm. but each of those items gives something for their soul. Oh, so I would, it would How be, do I get a hold of one of these off, objects please can i have one of right. these objects I know. Well, please i think you know i think needful things could be a good tv show oh i see because it's a lot of little stories little tiny stories like on. that and i think oh. you know kind of like how world war z is a collection of a bunch of different stories mm-hmm. you know well maybe they could do that in a season of castle rock right well i think that's kind of what they were trying to do yeah but it's why didn't it come back for a third season i, I think i think they had already lost their audience after the first season. Oh, it's not that second you season. Don't was even, so good. You don't understand what's happening here, do you? <laughs> no, nobody, nobody does. does. <laughs> <laughs> but we're all still watching. <laughs> what is happening? Uh, yeah, I put that video up, and somebody just wrote recently, like, "I just started watching this, and I don't know what the fuck is happening after two episodes." <laughs> I'm like, "You better buckle the fuck up, because you're not gonna know by until the very last episode, <laughs> and still be confused." <laughs> but that so, second season, though, right? So good. But I think I think uh, Needful Things could do a, a just as like a consolidated either one or two seasons. I think you could do it. Right. I think it would be fun to do. And I think you could get some really good people to play that, like somebody to play the devil. Right. Like who would be the devil, you know, like, I know we're kind of off topic here, but I'm just thinking about it from like, well, this is more interesting than the movie. So it's fine. Probably. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who would play a good devil, like a TV. Cause it'd have to be a TV. Be like an older guy too. What about Woody Harrelson? No, (laughs) no, no. (laughs) Like he's good in true detective, but I'm not going to fucking go there. Who's evil. I don't know. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, to be honest with you. Maybe he doesn't even need to be old. You know, it's just it's that suaveness that, you know, you got to have. It's like in the movie, he's like, I I just killed my wife and children. He's like, hey, now these things happen. You know. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum oh, should be the devil. Because like, like I said, the movie we just watched, yeah, he, he rides that line. That's a really good idea, I Christina. know. Because for some reason, I just, when we were when you were talking about that. we saw that, Mr. Frost, yeah. No, no. When you were just talking about that, I was thinking of him at the Super Bowl. Oh, Jeff hey, Goldblum at the no, Super no, Bowl. No, no, these things happen, though. Dude, that's such a good idea, Christina. I know. All right, we got to get to some network and like tell them, like, <laughs> you know, it. we got to pitch this. You got to get blow him. Play, who else? They're going to be like, well, we'll write it up. <laughs> I'll be like, I don't know how to write. How do you write? <laughs> <laughs> but I think it would be a good idea. I think uh, Needful Things could be like a really good, um, you know, 
Mm-hmm. And you can add your own stories and do a little creative stuff with your own thing in there and kind of stretch out the story a little bit. Yeah, and everybody wants to do something with a Stephen King story. Right. You know? I, I really genuinely think it could work really well, actually. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, Jeff Goldblum as the devil in the movie would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it could have that irreverent tone in the in the show, or, you know, like it did in the movie in a little ways. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. Let us know what you guys think of that idea, because I, I think it's a really pretty solid one. Um, I haven't read the story of Needful Things on the book side. I just know a little oh, bit you, about it. You were going to start. but Yeah, I have the book, and I could yeah. probably get the audio book. I might, might do that. Yeah, I should do that. You could rent it from the library. No, we have Audible, thanks to our good friend, Resolution, who gave it to us, remember? Oh, yes. Thank you. But yeah, anyway, so we uh, we could probably move on to scenes now and like talk about some of the specific scenes that we have here. I hated how it, it like so they move. You, you see this family moving into a house and he's going to his job and then they just like jump right right into a flashback because just like right in right into a flashback. Right. But then he would be like dreaming, but then he'd wake up, but then he would dream be dreamy walkie. Yeah. Like, oh, God, that was so fucking annoying. Well, let's talk about some of the connections here. We got Georgie, who Jim is, technically, uh-huh. except it's the reverse because Georgie dies in the in the It story. Right. So Wayne dies in this. So he's the older, the brother. older brother. So like dies. They, they switch the two characters there. The two boys. Right. There's the greaser guys that pick on the kids that go down into the thing. Right. The train tunnel. But yeah. And then they're in a train tunnel in this one. So mm-hmm. and then, you know, in the future, like they come back, don't they? Like they come back in the it story. And then they mm-hmm. have that guy who's like crazy who they get out of the he gets them out of the uh mental institution to go around and do his bidding mm-hmm. right right exactly so i don't know there's just so many different kind of connections there it's kind of wild mm-hmm. i really enjoyed the part where they're in the car and they they get the third victim or the third or fourth i i get confused because there's the first victim which is the billy kid yeah billy who then gets there's kate. Who ran off a bridge there's kate the goody two-shoe kate, girl who makes who they make it look like a suicide like she hung right. herself and then there's chip but I don't know what the fourth one was. The four, No, the fourth one was the older greaser. They killed the older greaser. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about the very end of the movie. I'm talking about they had four guys greasers before they even met. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe so was, was there three greasers? Hole. Okay, so let's figure it out here. We got we got Richard Lawson, who is the, the one. You got Mueller... Vinny and North, and that's all four of them. So that's why there's three deaths. Chip's oh. the last one. Chip gets North out of the ground and up into the reality, and then they take Chip on the ride of his life on the hood of the car. Remember, because right. he goes to Jim and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna fucking." He's like, "I'm not trying to fucking give you any shit, sir. You know, yeah, I'm just letting you know. I'm letting you know these guys are crazy, man. They like took me out and they wanted me to do everything that I wanted to do, but it was too far. It was too much." And then they pull up and he tries to run and they mm-hmm. like flip him, him up, up on the car mm-hmm. and they drive him around town on the front of the car. And then once he survives, they like pull him into the car and then they he's like, do you want to wear the face? He's like, ah, that's real juvenile, isn't it? Kind of. <laughs> he's like, yeah, but let's do the face. You know, we should show him the face. He's like, all right, well, you do the face because I don't want to do the face. And then he does the face and it's like this horrendous like 
skeleton face like melted, and shit. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild. Like, yeah, I, zombie-like. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Like, I wanted it to see more cool. of that. And then they just started throwing body parts out the window after that. Yeah, yeah, that part confused me. I was like, what? Like, yeah, it's just like suddenly they're dead. Yeah. Yeah. It's all for you, Damien. Like, <laughs> we should have gotten a better scene. That's the thing that's missing in this movie is that you the deaths are not impactful because you don't see them happen. They're all after yeah, the fact. Exactly. Except Billy, right? But well, I mean, it's a it's a TV movie. Billy does a flip into the fucking into, into under the, the bridge, ditch, yeah. yeah. And he's just like looking up like, "Holy shit, I'm really awake right now." He like, looks like the coyote from, you know, the Roadrunner and Coyote when he gets the coyote. <laughs> I don't he, know he, that. He looks like the coyote. He looks like a dude that drank too much coffee. Like he's just <laughs> laying there all crazy-eyed. But we, yeah, but you have to remember it's a, it's a made for TV movies, so right, so they can only get away with so much. So much. I like how all the kids in the class just like kind of accept these old dressed greaser dudes. You yeah. know, we're talking about in the 1990s where people are starting to get into hip hop, and these motherfuckers are. I mean, granted, I had friends that wore leather jackets in 90s, so. Right. But they were mostly like punk kids or, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, they weren't like, yeah, that. They weren't greasers, yeah, obviously. Obviously. But if you think about it, like in the 90s, you know, but they had to move it forward a little bit. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, if if kids today saw a greaser in their room, they'd be like, what is this guy? Like, what are you, a punk or something? <laughs> like, are you an emo, dude? <laughs> <laughs> what are you, man? <laughs> what box can are I Are you a pay? goth or something? Like, what are you? <laughs> I like the scene. When the teacher was in in the parking lot and the jock pulled up and was like, "Were you giving me an F?" That's Chip. Yeah. Yeah. Are you gonna give me an F? Blah, blah, and was like threatening. I was like, Jesus Christ. He was like, you know what? This class is for fucking fucking around. We don't play that game out here. So you're just gonna let us. He's like, uh, no, you're gonna earn it. Yeah. No, you're gonna do the work. Yeah. And then he like huffy puffy. Oh, I thought he was going to break out the window. But see, if they did a remake of this, they totally would break that window Oh, yeah, out. totally. It would be that scene, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, God, these kids are out of control, you know? Yeah. And then that kid who so, goes so far to break out the teacher's window, when he comes to Jim's house to be scared, mm-hmm. it would be that much more impactful. It, exactly. Because he there has... There was so much tension. Yeah, because he's, af- he's not afraid to break out a teacher's window. Right. So why would he be scared of these fucking dead dudes? Right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't know. There's something to think about, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which one is your favorite greaser of the three? That blonde one. Talked, Vinny. Yeah, he talked all psycho. He yeah, seemed he's like the most crazy psychotic. Yeah. yeah. He's like uh, the kid from fucking, what's that sh- That movie where the kid bleaches their hair? They like It's a greaser gang. And they like, uh, the lo- it's not the Lost Boys. It was like a, a movie that we watched when we were in school. It was like a book and it was about this kid, like something happens where they end up killing somebody, but it was more about protection and then he has to go on the run. And so they bleach their hair blonde and shit like that. The outsiders. Oh yeah. The outsiders. It's a book. I haven't, I haven't seen that one. You haven't. Oh, we need to watch that. I I almost thought you were talking about doom generation. (laughs) No, no, no. Yeah. It's kind of the doom generation is like the new outsiders, (laughs) except it's got a lot of fucking and weird Dorito references and 666 <laughs> pony boy oh i think it's his name in the movie he's like pony boy or some shit like that yeah do you know who's in the outsiders just so i can tell you c thomas howell matt Dillon, right ralph macchio mm-hmm. 
Patrick Swayze, Rob Lowe, Emilio Estevez, Tom Cruise. It's funny because Rob Lowe's turning 60. Right. There's just so many fucking people in this movie. What year is that from? It's 83. Oh. Oh, is it? Yeah. Huh. Can't believe you've never seen this. It's a Francis Ford Coppola film. Go figure. I don't remember it. Anyway, kind of reminds me of that. I don't know why. Just the blonde haired guy. Right. It just it just has that vibe about oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's totally. not that he acts that way. It's just like there's always that one that's a little little off. Why did he blonde his hair, you know? Because <laughs> you can tell he was totally not a blonde, like in real. If we're, if we're talking real here, you know, real talk. Mm-hmm. You sure about that? <laughs> I don't know. You Are you sure about that? Are you okay? Like you doing all right? I'm I'm high and I have hiccups. Oh, okay. I'm high with hiccups. There was like it's funny that like Jim didn't know that Mueller never died. Like I think that oh, would yeah. be a thing that you would remember if you saw their deaths. You would read about it in the newspaper <laughs> or I don't know, think about it a lot because you just ran away from your brother and three dudes dying. Yeah, exactly. Or four dudes you think are dying, you know? As a child. But he does roll out of the window and he kind of like runs or whatever. So I don't know how they, that, that they did a terrible job, by the way, of kind of conveying like the danger and also the safety areas of that situation <laughs> because it looks right. so fucking narrow. But in the same regard, it like kind of opens up. So I guess they could jump out of the way at some point. But right. like if that car exploded like that, <laughs> yeah, everybody that- would be near where they were would probably get hurt. Right. And concussively probably, at the very least and the thing probably would have collapsed right. like the mountain the, the tunnel mountain well i don't know about that but at least like they like a car part would have fucking flung out him and stuck in him into the wall or something you know like right <laughs> like some hellraiser shit <laughs> or some fucking final destination <laughs> <laughs> which by the way i just saw a poster for that it's on a cruise ship what is what? i don't know if that's real or not it's on a cruise ship this time oh i see oh yeah so i'm kind of curious like mm. that might be fun yeah oh yeah we'll totally we're gonna watch it oh yeah well we gotta watch all the fucking movies but we don't know if it's coming out this year or not mm-hmm. so it's like as soon as i find out we're probably gonna right start watching them just mm-hmm. so you know because i like watching those movies those are fun like there, there'll be a lot of kills and things to talk about mm-hmm. whereas like on this movie there is no kills there's just weird moments yeah like when they Awkward go to the man. house, like, and he, they start busting through the windows. Did you see that? You remember that part? Yeah. And I was just like, well, that's kind of like, it's, it's so weird because these guys ride the line of, are they actually there or not? But nobody right. questions them except for the principal who thinks Jim is the murderer. Right. By the way. Because he's so angry. Yeah. Because every time he sees him, he's slamming one of those motherfuckers up against the wall, breaking right. his stick, choking him out. Yeah. Like he's the new teacher on the block, causing so many fucking problems. And like the principal has been a principal for, I'm sure, a long time. Mm-hmm. You know that kids pick on the new, you know what I mean? Right. Like the new teacher and how they handle it, mm-hmm. you know, might need a little guidance. That's what you're there for, dildo. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, and he's just picking on the fucking teacher about the whole fucking situation. Right. They don't really. So I don't know. What did you think about the ending of this movie? Like, 
how he finds out oh, that Mueller's God. alive and then Mueller like sacrifices himself so that he can give oh. life to Jimmy. Well, even before that, we have to make sure we find the key and then we got to bring the coins with us because we right. got to grab the Right, very books. elaborate. Because, yeah, everything needs to be there that was there the day it happened. It was like, yeah. oh, God. And then the whole point was like, oh, we needed to bring a key because he sold the key and he everything needs to need- give the key back so the greasers can get out of there before the train comes. Right. <sighs> that was so specific and, and like perfect, but it's okay that they had his son and his wife in the car which was not a part of that and it was like ah well jimmy boy we just had to bring them along make sure you fell out you you played this one out with us right you know and then then of course fucking mueller jumps out and he was like why'd you kill him you shouldn't have killed that weren't what you supposed to do (laughs) and mueller's like well we can bring one back isn't that how it works you kill one you get a new one right (laughs) and then wayne comes out of the portal of hell (laughs) (laughs) technically here's the thing this is the thing that you you don't realize is that at the end of the movie the ending of the story the the greasers were actually electrocuted in a police car chase in the book oh okay and and also jim in order to sort of help fight against them he summons a demon that takes the form of wayne his little brother in the book so when i say a demonic portal that's actually not even a fuck up right because that's what actually happened. It's kind of technically, yeah. Yeah, that's what was in the book, happen. but not in the in the movie. The the movie's like all happy. He's like, oh, I can't go with you. Well, come on, why don't you come why with don't me? You come yeah. with me. Why don't we go to hell together, Daddy? <laughs> why don't we go to hell together, brother? You said it was you and me forever. But I have a son and a wife. Okay, well, fuck it. <laughs> And then he, he shuts up and he doesn't even say, I love you or I miss you or anything. And he's just like, whoops, back up into the... No, they, they give each other a hug. And they said, and he's like, you know, it's you and me forever, man. And he's like, yeah, well, you're not coming with me now. So I guess <laughs> it's not forever. I'm just going to have to wait forever until you come back. And then we can pretend like Nothing we were happened, always there yeah. for each other. <laughs> anyway. And they kind of ended it like that, too. They didn't really say anything about the the uh the the kid and the wife and stuff well the wife gets murdered in the book oh really yeah she gets murdered but i guess they didn't want to they wanted a happier ending there you know mm-hmm. yeah but that was it they didn't even show him get out of the tunnel nothing like that do you remember that edited. kid from leprechaun no fucking lucky charms remember he shoots the slingshot in his oh, mouth Oh, okay Fuck him? you, Lucky Charms. Is that him or something? And he shoots the four-leaf clover in his mouth on the on the. Uh huh. Yeah, because he's got a uh, bone arrow slingshot. Oh, slingshot. Yeah, and he wraps the four-leaf clover that he finds out. I haven't the field. seen that in forever. You know, St. Patrick's Day's coming up. Yeah. Oh, that's. But that's true. like the typical. Horror, no, I don't want to. If I had to, do, if we do Man. that, we're gonna have to go through all of them, and I don't want to do. Oh that. my god! No, you don't. Yeah, that's how I feel. Like that's how I feel about shit. That's not, I'm crazy about this shit. That's yeah, why. You are. That's why I haven't seen the last two fucking Saw movies. Right. Because and then they just kept coming out with them, and it's like Jesus fucking Christ! Like I can't keep up with all these goddamn Saw movies. Well, and people were telling me, I said, well, it's way too elaborate for me to not watch all of them. They're like, nah, no, it's not. I'm like. You're joking, right? Like, it doesn't make sense. Right. But it it makes sense in the weird sense that the show, the movies are, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, it doesn't make logical sense, but it's still part of the story. And I would forget, like, oh, in part six, when he comes out of the coffin, he's actually not dead. He's actually the bad guy. Or, you know what I mean? Right. Like, it's like one of those things. And I, I just need to know all the lore. Right. Because I'm just so far removed from it. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel like I really needed to watch it. So yeah, Jigsaw. I didn't get or no, I saw Jigsaw, and I didn't see the Spiral, oh. and I didn't see Ten saw X. Yeah, yeah. So me either. <laughs> anyway, speaking of franchises, we're going to be continuing this one next week. Yay. I don't know why. It's just because because you're a completist. I am. That's how I am. That's it's just part of who I am and what I do. And we might as well. It's an extra episode. And we get it out of the way, and I'm sure they're not good, but maybe they're good on their own. You know, maybe. We'll see. We will see. I don't think both of these, I don't know if the part two was ever on TV. It might have just come straight, straight to, video. to video. And I'm sure I the don't third know. one was too, right? No, I think the third one for sure came straight to video. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I haven't looked into that yet, so we'll have to find out. But yeah, if you want to watch those, um, it's uh, sometimes they come back again mm-hmm. on Tubi, and sometimes they come back for more on Tubi. Both of them are very different from one another, so just watch them. And if you want to come on and follow along with us to see what we make fun of in the movie, then yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I appreciate you guys coming by this week. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I know it was a little bit shorter than normal. We didn't have nearly as much to talk about in these ones because... Right. There wasn't much to talk about. (laughs) Uh, But, you know... It is what it is. We are going to be doing the other two next week, so hopefully they'll they'll yield more fruit off their trees, off their franchise trees. <laughs> franchise trees. And if you guys have an idea of what you'd like us to do next, I would highly recommend you to watch that horror Tower of Horror hall and the hall before it to get an idea. In fact, I have a hall coming up I'm going to be doing that's still part of all the like donated stuff that we got. Mm-hmm. Um, that I need to do next, but I've just been holding off on it. So, you know, check out the last couple of hauls and then I'll have a new one up here soon and you'll see what we have that we can actually do on the podcast. Cause I'd like to do, you know, I like to do franchises sometimes, but I've also been toying with the idea of doing it on the YouTube as well. That'd be a good idea. But it's like, it's a heavy commitment when a lot of the people that watch the YouTube, they really prefer to see uh, newer movies and then it's like haul videos and then it's like and then it's like uh physical media somewhere in there too Mm -hmm. but usually new movies is what everybody wants to watch and then it's those other ones Mm -hmm. so niche it's niche yeah i just want uh, you guys to be a part of this as much as you are even if there's only a couple people listening i would love to hear from you so if you want to ever write us on through the uh, email or whatever or write us on uh online and to our mailboxes or whatever just let us know email is always best though because mm-hmm. i barely I, I miss stuff in there but right what are you gonna do not as much so but let us know what you think of these two movies do you like graveyard shift did you like the sometimes we come back or sometimes they come back more or did you like it less like where do you land on the fence and what do you think your scores are we'd love to hear what you think in the comments down below like i said next week we got part two and three or sometimes they come back and uh yeah thanks for coming by guys and as always long live the voice